0: We're continuing our sermon series this morning on the new normal and I'd like to remind us that in this sermon series we're talking about the new normal not as something that we dread uh, but something that we're anticipating with excitement because the old normal wasn't working that well for us. And so what we're looking about in this new normal series is what if we got a restart? What if we got a reset? How would we prefer? How would we want as Christians, things to be going forward? And today I want to share a biblical message with you this morning from the ministry of Jesus, as we talk about what it means to change our perspective. And we have a wonderful story today that is full of healing and joy, um, that comes from God's word. that is Jesus dealing with that woman? who was bent over, dealing with her in a healing way on the Sabbath day. You know, it was normal for Jesus to go to the synagogue on the Sabbath day. In fact, it was normal for Jesus to go to the synagogue often because it was the place of prayer. And on the Sabbath day, a special day of prayer. And as he was teaching and preaching, he noticed in the fringes a woman that was bent over as scripture says you know Jesus was always looking to the fringes Uh, he was looking to those who weren't just right there up front but those who were on the edges and there's where his eye was caught by her and and he wondered uh, what is going on with her and someone shared with him that she'd been that way, bent over, for 18 years. Now, Can you imagine? If we were speaking of her physical condition, uh, we'd have images in our minds of what she had dealt with for nearly two decades. We'd think perhaps about the way she would have to go to the market or to town, not, not seeing the beautiful hillsides surrounding her. But seeing the dirty path in front of her. She she would not see the smiling faces of children, just the dust on the tops of the sandals. The Gospel writer tells us that the master was deeply moved by her plight. And, And yet it also says that Jesus was somewhat saddened and even moved to frustration perhaps even fed up with what transpired in the midst of the healing. There was a fellow, we assume, was a Pharisee who began to criticize Jesus for healing the woman on the Sabbath day. And the Scripture says this, there are six days on which to work that ought to be done. Healing equates to work. And there is no excuse for working on the day set aside for rest and worship. That was the mindset of the Pharisee. This religious leader, believing that keeping the law was more important, apparently, than caring for people, confronted Jesus. His perspective was focused on that which should be done on the Sabbath and not on the wonderful work of Jesus The master responded that the law permits untying a donkey at the manger and leading the donkey out to water. And and shouldn't the spirit of the law be just as caring when it comes to people who are in need? It was a popular point because the people erupted with their uh, wonderful gestures toward what Jesus had done in shaming the Pharisee. Can you relate to Jesus being fed up? (laughs) I can. You know, right now there is so much tension around. Have you sensed it too? There's so many people that seem to just be fed up. It's, It's really hard. And the staff talks about this all the time. It's really hard to know how to pastor, how to serve at such a time as this. We have distancing to contend to. There are government laws, there are hospital laws, nursing home laws. There are all kinds of rules and regulations that makes what we used to do normally um, very different and frustrating. And, and some people wonder about, you know, why we can't be in worship. And it's a hard call to make in, in light of what is safe and, and, and in light of so many people being sick right now and what we need to do in keeping with our simple rule of doing no harm. And the criticism seemed to come on and it can, can cause you to be kind of fed up. I called one of you this past week and kind of expressed a little bit of my concern. We had a couple of folk who uh, had died and it was hard. You know, it's hard to pray with someone who's been taken off of a ventilator on a cell phone. It's really hard. And I was sharing with this um, beloved friend and member of this church and he said, and I'm going to clean it up a little bit for church, but he said, yeah, Pastor, preacher... People are just hacked off right now. They're hacked off about everything. And there is no way to make them not hacked off. (laughs) They just have to work through it. Some of them don't even really know why they're hacked off. They're just hacked off. Things aren't normal. And some people are having a really, really difficult time with this. You just have to keep loving them through it. And calling us to be better while leaning on Jesus. D- do you think that was a word of the Lord to this pastor? I, I can assure you it was a word from the Lord. Uh, and I was looking eye to eye with this one who was the prophet. You know, the world seems to be fuller than ever of bottom line people right now. The church and pastors alike must be aware of the environment that we are in. You can call it a hacked off environment if you want. But we have to be sensitive to the needs of others. And there's a lot of hurt going around right now. You know it. I know it. Because we're part of those who are hurt. You know, remember that we ultimately answer to God for for the way that we help others for the way that we listen to the needs of others, for the way that we care for others. And that's the thing that's most important. How we love in the name of Jesus. You know, what is the lesson of the story this morning from the bent-over woman? If you don't look closely, you might Assume that Jesus healed this woman of a physical disease, uh, maybe of the spine, something akin to osteoporosis or maybe scoliosis. It it was was a disease that had her physically bent over. But but if you look closely, that's really not what the Scripture says. The, The Scripture is talking about a power that Jesus gave her to straighten up. And we know that if her condition was uh, physiological, Jesus could have touched her, and she would have been healed because we have so many examples of that in Scripture. But the text that Stephen read so well for us today says, a woman with a spirit that had her crippled for 18 years. The King James Version says the woman was bowed by a spirit of infirmity. J.B. Phillips' translation cuts to the heart of the issue by saying, for 18 years the woman had been doubled over for some psychological cause. Wow! The biblical word suggests that a psychological or a spiritual problem was what had this woman bent over. And the bottom line is we, we really don't know whether it was more physiological or psychological. But, but this morning I want us to, to, to just entertain the notion. And what spirit or psychological problem or spiritual crisis could keep this woman bent over for? Nearly two decades. That's what I want us to think about this morning in light of this lesson. You know, I've been thinking about people whom I have known who were bent over psychologically and spiritually. Friends, I believe there are more bent over people today than ever in my ministry. I really believe it. Now hear me again, there are more bent over people today than I've ever experienced in my ministry. The question is, what bent this woman over? Uh, Someone suggested maybe it's children. (laughs) It was her children. You know, 18 years is a minimum sentence for accepting the responsibility of being a parent, someone said. What parent has not found children, uh, both an incredible, raising children, both an incredible joy and also with its challenges, sometimes immense challenges? Just like last week, I talked to a parent about a child who was dealing with with, with drugs, and this this parent was so concerned about a child, I I would say, on, on the verge of being bent over by that concern for one that she loved so much. You know, perhaps it was injustice that had her bent over. The results of an unjust society could have have, have had her in, in turmoil spiritually and psychologically. The burden of being viewed as one who was not as valuable as a man. In fact, in Jesus' day, women were viewed just a little bit more valuable than animals. And, and perhaps she didn't even have a husband, so she was dehumanized even more so. We don't know for sure, but that, that could have surely had her bent over. And we who see the the world with the eyes of Jesus or those of us who aspire to see the world that way. We need to be looking for people who are beaten down and dehumanized. On the fringes, if you will. Maybe she was poor. Maybe the woman is so bent over by some problem over which she had no control. And, And poverty was her life experience it was a burden. And maybe the burden of poverty bent her over and Jesus had compassion on her as one of those down and out who He wanted to be up and in with this community, this loving community of faith. Maybe it was guilt that had her bent over. Maybe it was guilt and shame Maybe it was because of something she had done or something she was continuing to do that that had her so psychologically and spiritually compromised that she was bent over to the point that you could notice it when you saw her. Jesus did. And maybe shame and guilt had morphed into worry and fear. And, And she had so many problems that she didn't see ever being able to look up. And straighten up to be an option. You know, we're called to speak God's truth into Satan's lies. That that sometimes we grow to believe that that can bend us over. The good news is that Jesus called her forth. Come here, he said. He called her forth to set her free by saying, Woman, you are set free from your ailment. And the woman stands up straight for the first time in 18 years. Now please take notice. Jesus didn't say, I've solved your problem. He didn't even suggest that he'd cured her from her ailment. He said only, be set free from your burden. He said, in essence, change your perspective. Be set free and stand up. Reset your life. Reset your perspective on living. And sure enough, she did just that. You know, speaking healing words and instilling a little self-confidence in another person has a power to reset perspective and to change one's outlook on life. And so oftentimes, the most caring thing we can do in Jesus' name to those we may see on the fringes, those who we know to be bent over, is to speak a word of truth in love and to help in whatever way uh, that help is needed to raise that person up. You know, I end this message this morning with another story that I heard from four different members and staff members of this church. It took, it took place right here. It started in this very room, this sanctuary. A member of our church comes here nearly every day to pray, just to sit here and pray. It's fine. We love it. But a few weeks ago, as he was sitting here and, and praying, he was met by a staff member who just happened to mention that the dozens and dozens, even over a hundred poinsettias that we had in this room were going to need to be done away with. Now, it was still close enough to Christmas when all of this happened that, that, that he said he knew someone that, that might be interested in, in, in taking these to the hospital where she worked, he knew a little something about what was going on at that hospital among those who were caring for people who were sick and dying. So sure enough, he mentioned it to her and she said, yeah, I'd love, I'd love to, uh, to have those poinsettias. I'll come and get them. I think I can get at least a hundred. And then she mentioned that, that their staff had lost one of their nurses to COVID-19 and they were so bent over. Uh, she, she didn't say it exactly that way but I can assure you that that's, that's what she meant. They're psychologically and maybe even spirit, spiritually compromised right now but because this is just having such a, an impact on them. It's so hard. So she did. She came with a van. She picked up a uh, hundred poinsettias. And, and, and before she left, knowing that story, one of our staff members gave her a, a, a prayer shawl. You know, one of our staple uh, caregiving um, gestures that we make to those in need. And after explaining what it was all about, that staff member said, I, I wish you would share this with that nurse's family. And let her know we're praying for her. The member who first invited her to receive the poinsettias brought her back to the church a few weeks later to do a video, a a little podcast video about, about this story. And before she left, one of our staff members took her up to see the place where we we, um, we have the prayer shawls. And, and, and sure enough, uh, Catherine Arada, who's the leader of that prayer shawl ministry, she was right there. Was able to talk a little bit about what we do with those prayer shawls. And, and before she left, we said we wanted to take about 20 prayer shawls. And just to give them to anyone who she felt like needed to know that this church would be praying for them. And let us know about it. With that, the woman said something that was shocking. She said, I have never experienced care like this from a church. She then expressed that her family had been part of two churches as she was growing up. and Both churches had asked them to leave because they were different. She expressed how much it hurt her. Now hear this. She was bent over by the church. By their rules, perhaps their judgments. And it, it hurt her. And and friends, we need to be conscious right now that our church, Lovers Lane United Methodist Church, never hurts others by what we say or by what we do. We need to listen to others more, more so than ever right now. We need to hear one another more so than ever right now. And we need to respond in ways in keeping with the ministry of Jesus, not the words of the Pharisee. to that woman's comments. Catherine and the others who had heard her say that began to respond to her by saying, you you know, you are welcome here. We're we're so blessed that you are here and and we want you to know how loved you are by this church. You're in our prayers. And and more tears and hugs were shared. And and I'm told she seemed to sort of straighten up. And perhaps those who were caring for her, maybe they had burdens too, maybe there were things that had them bent over, uh, both staff and lay alike, but but everybody seemed to be straightening up. Don't, Don't we all feel a little bent over right now? Don't we all need to be reminded of the essence of, of, of who it is we serve and what it is our Savior and Lord calls us to be about? As my friend said, everybody's a little hacked off right now. Give me Jesus. Give me Jesus. Friend, so many people are bent over right now. And we just need to admit it. We need to look to Jesus and the Jesus compassion that we talked about just last week as the way that we can share and set people free. Set one another free. Set yourself free. By focusing on that which is Eternal. Remember the story and about this scene. When Jesus laid hands on her, immediately she stood up straight and began praising God. Hear it. When he laid hands on her, immediately she stood up straight and began praising God. You know, laying hands on one another and and, and simple hugs and handshakes and embraces are way too far and in between right now. And that may be necessary. But it adds to our bent-overness. God gives us opportunities to help others and ourselves to stand up straight and to praise God. You know, there's a non-biblical proverb this morning. You may learn something this morning, but it's not in the Bible. God never gives us more than we can handle. That's just not in the Bible, okay? It's objectively false, the proverb, if you think it's in the Bible. Because we know that there are problems that can crush us. There are are things in life that can kill us. And while objectively this so-called secular proverb is false, it is subjectively very helpful to believe that God, with God, you can handle anything that life throws at you. That's very Biblical. In, in fact, it's one that we ought to stand on right now. That, that we can handle anything that life throws with us with God. If on the other hand, that you do believe that God will give you all strength that you need to handle whatever comes your way. If our church, if, if our country... Uh, understands that that we can handle anything that comes our way, and we as Christians know that it, it must be our dependence upon God to get us to that place of being able to stand up. It may seem as though you live in a world where all you see is the tops of dusty shoes because you're so bent over. It may be what you're hearing, it may be what you're reading that has you all bent over. It may be what you've done or what you have not done that has you all been over. It may be what you have said or or what you have not said that has you all been over. If that is how you experience life right now, listen to Jesus. Stand up straight. You are set free from your Ailment, Uh, whatever that ailment might be, might be your fears, maybe your anxieties, your hurts, your guilt, your shame, whatever it might be, Jesus said, stand up, you are set free from your ailment from whatever it is physiological or, 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 or psychological or, or spiritual that has you bent over, you're set free. Stand up. Change your perspective. Change the way you see the world. That's the gift I want to give to you, said Jesus. Stand up. You're set free. The Apostle Paul testified in his pastoral level letter to the beloved church in Philippi. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Hear me please this morning, friends. Be set free. You can do all things through Christ who strengthens you Stand up straight. Hear Jesus whisper in your ear through the power of the Holy Spirit. You are set free from your ailment. It is God who touches you first and encourages you to touch others and set them free with the love of Jesus, who loves us from the fringes in. Amen.